Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Ephesians 1, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is our prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. The eyes of our understanding be enlightened. That we, that says that you, but says that we may know what is the hope of His calling. Father, thank you for the hope of your calling. And what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? Father, your riches, you are glorious. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power? His power. Church, His power toward us who believe. The exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. He goes on to say where that came from, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is sitting at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says that we are seated with Him in heavenly places, which means we are seated at the right hand of the Father with Jesus. We are the body, He is the head, we are the body, which means we move and we operate with Him. Everywhere we go, He goes with us. It says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but that is which to come. And He put all things under His feet. All things under His feet. Every prayer request that's here right now, under His feet, taking care of it. And He gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. So Father, thank You that You fill all in all. Thank You for Your power, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your kindness, for Your faithfulness. And Father, we lift up these prayers before you tonight. We cast them to you. We give them to you. We say, Father, have your way. Father, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done regarding each of these requests. Everyone, your will be done. Father, we lift these up to you. We thank you for healing now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for bills paid now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for relationships being restored now in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you for people's hearts being turned back to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the power of salvation. That family members will come to know you, even this 4th of July. Even tomorrow, family members will make a decision for Christ. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the strength and the courage and the wisdom that when we speak tomorrow with relatives and family and friends, that it's your Holy Spirit that speaks. And that every word that comes out of our mouth will be of love and of kindness and of faithfulness, but will be the gospel message. Father, thank you for the testimonies in each of our lives that we are able to share. Thank you for your healing power. For healing our hearts. Thank you for peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for the oil of joy that is running in our lives. The oil of joy. Father, more joy, more peace. More joy, more peace. Father, and as that joy and as that peace begins to manifest in our life, Father, at the very same time, a fire will come out from us. The fire of the Holy Spirit, rivers flowing from our mouths will begin to flow. Fountains upon fountains for each one who is here tonight will be flowing. For every prayer, every person in our congregation, fountains will be flowing. We thank you for your power, for your goodness. We thank you for it. We love you. Jesus, we love you. You're the one our hearts adore. You're the one our hearts adore. Father, thank you for the blessing of the Lord. Thank you for the bless. Thank you that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Father, thank you. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. It no longer has any place in our life. We give it no place. No place in our life. And if it tries to come, we say go in the name of Jesus, and it has to go. Sickness must flee in the name of Jesus. Poverty must flee in the name of Jesus. We have been redeemed. Thank you, Father. Thank you for sending your Son so we can have freedom and life and joy abundantly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, welcome tonight. Turn around and say hello to someone. All right. It's warm out there. We've made it to summer. Feels good in here. Anybody looking forward to tomorrow? July 4th, yes. Amen. A little vacation day for some of us. Yeah, who's off tomorrow? Joy, I'm sorry, you're not raising your hand. You working like a special sale at Old Navy or something going down? You're like, come on. Why do retail places do that, right? All the sales, like, you know, that's tough. I get it. 
Medical field, too, that's tough. There is no, sometimes you just get scheduled on those holidays. Well, guys, just as a reminder, uh, a couple things. Next week, uh, Craig Van Busick will be here. So next week, uh, Wednesday the 10th, which will be seven days from today, Craig Van Music will be our guest speaker. We'll probably, Andy, if I don't forget, if see here, maybe he stepped out for a second. We'll probably just do one worship song and then let him really have as much of the hour as we can uh, to share what God has placed on his heart. He wrote a book uh, regarding Truman in Israel. It's called I Am Cyrus, I believe is the name of the book. That book will be available next Wednesday as well. He'll have a book table in the lobby. Uh, so if you get interested uh, as he's speaking, you'll be able to purchase that book right away uh, in the lobby. So I know he is friends of this church. Uh, his parents, I think, uh, had a big part of playing and working with our founding pastor, Pastor Jim and Pam. And then I also believe he may have been a student of a certain person's Bible study or Sunday school when they were young. Him and his brother used to come in, I believe. I believe, Paul, you said they used to fall asleep in the class. But he would come 20 minutes late, fall asleep. But you know what, guys? You know what? You don't know. You don't know what God has in store and what he has planned. And you know what? You faithfully showed up to that, to that Sunday school and taught those kids week after week. Now some of them are pastors here in the area. Some of them are theologians and writing books about God. So you just stay faithful. Continue to pour into your kids and to your grandkids. And those people that are any of those children in the next generation that God has put in front of you to minister to because you don't know. You don't know. The next Billy Graham is out there, you know it, and a lot of others are out there are going to do <clears throat> great things for his kingdom. Okay, well tomorrow is the 4th of July, y'all know that, and I'm not going to start a new series uh, because next week we have Craig and then the following week I'm going to be doing sports and arts camp, uh, so we're going to have kind of back-to-back weeks where it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, so what I wanted to do, what really the God put on my heart is we're going to pray for our nation tonight. This is a prayer night. We're going to pray for our nation. And I want to just do a short teaching regarding prayer for our nation. And the Bible has a lot of different scriptures about praying for leaders, praying for those in authority. Uh, But I just want to use, I'm going to use the one scripture that a lot of us know or have heard. I think it's actually uh, on one of the pre-service slides that go through. And it's found in uh, 2 Chronicles 7. And it's verse 14. And as the Lord kind of shared this this scripture with me, or he brought it to my remembrance, just when I read it a couple times over and over, it just really began to resonate a little bit different with me than what I had expected before. And again, I say this a lot. I'll probably say something and be like, yeah, Pastor Jason, I got this. I already knew this. This is good. But then, so this is just a reminder for you of what this is a revelation that maybe I just recently had. I'm sharing with you. And maybe it's something uh, that you already knew, and that's okay. Or maybe it would be something you haven't realized in God's word. It goes like this it says, If my people, and then I just stopped right there. Wait a second. Who's he talking to? If my people, he's talking to us. He's talking to the church. He's talking to his people, his peeps, his family. We're in his family. He is talking about the family of God. This is us. This is who he's talking to. He's not talking to the unsaved people. He's not talking to the people who are walking in, in a, far from God, who are doing things that, that we say, oh my goodness, this person is sinning and we see this. this 
He's actually he's not talking to those people. He's saying, if my people, if my people who are called by my name, his church, his name, his church, that's us. What is he asking us? Will humble themselves. Oof. He's, he's asking us to humble ourselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And I've read this so many times thinking, yes, you know, you know the, the rest of the scripture we'll get to is about healing our land. And you know what? We need to pray that those who are far from God turn from their evil ways and they need to stop doing this and that and this, all this awful stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. The scripture is telling us to turn from our wicked ways. And so for me, it was just like, whoa, wait a second. What does that mean? Where are we as a church missing it? Do we want our land healed? Do we want United States of America, the land? Do we want Pennsylvania? Do we want Erie, Pennsylvania healed completely? Heaven on earth here? We do. So we have to, we have to pay attention here. There's things he's telling us to do. We have to humble ourselves. We have to pray. That's what we're going to do here in just a couple minutes. We need to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. So I want to just break that down a little bit and just talk briefly about what that means, what the kind of the Lord revealed to me, because there's, I love when scriptures have a comma and then say then. Is it up there? Can you guys see that? Okay, it's the comma and then. So we do these things. We, these commands he's asking us to go do, humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, repent from things that we have gotten into agreement with that we need to break free from. Now we are free. We live in the New Testament. This is an Old Testament. We live in the New Testament and Christ has set us free. And no matter what happens in our life, God is going to, those who have made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, we are going to heaven. And if we, you know, if we ha- end up having a sin and we continue to sin, God always forgives us. He's good. But what he's talking about here is to the church, to the church at large. What has the church at large made an agreement with and is acting on that is actually a sin that is blocking God's hand from healing this land? Like, this is what I want to know. This is important to me, and I hope it's important to you as well. What is it that we need to do? Because the then comes, so it says, Then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's, can we have that? So the first part of that he's asking us to do is to humble ourselves. What does it mean to humble themselves? As a church, what is the, we need to, it is, humbling ourselves is an act of the will. It's something we must do. We must decide to do. Nobody can force ourselves, force us to humble ourselves. It's something we have to choose to do. There's a quote that I, that I, that I found. It says that God cannot heal a heart that's not willing to be honest. And a lot of times, that's very true. Like, we need to be honest with ourselves. An act of our will. We need to humble ourselves and say, you know what? What is it in my life that I need to humble myself from? Areas that we have rejected the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And each of us have an area in our life that we've rejected the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And the church at large has done this as well. We'll talk about some of those things here in a little bit. Each and every one of us has chosen, chosen different things in our life where we've made an idol, we've put God We've made it a little G in our lives, in an area of our life. But the Bible says this in 1 Peter 5, starting in verse 5, the second of verse 5, it says, Yes, 
All of you be submissive to one another, be clothed with humility. This is what the New Testament now is teaching us to go do, to be clothed with humility. Why? For God resists the proud. This means that if, as a church, we don't humble ourselves before him and pray and seek him for healing of our land, if we're not doing that, then he is resisting it. He's resisting the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. All of our cares, every concern that we have to him, he's going to take care of it. He'll lead us, he'll guide us, he'll tell us what we need to go do, but his plans and his purposes. The Bible says there that that he resists the proud. Yikes. The second thing we have to do after we humble ourselves is to pray. And we're going to do that tonight. We're going to do that here at the end. But we need, we need to ask God to move. Ask God to show his power, to show his miracle working power, for his name to be lifted up. If you come on Sunday, I'm going to actually get to the next part of the Lord's Prayer. Yes, I'm going to line two in the Lord's Prayer after several weeks. So we're going to talk about hallowed be your name. What does that really mean? What are we asking when we say, hallowed be thy name? And so for a long time, I thought, man, it just means we need to worship the name of God. We just need to worship the name of God. That's not what it means. It's actually not what hallowed means. So if you want to know what that is, come Sunday. And I'm going to talk through that because I think it's important for us to know what we're asking when we say the prayer that God has commanded us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? So we're going to pray here in a little bit for our country, because tomorrow is our anniversary of our country, as we all know. The next thing that scripture told us to do is to seek my face. Seek my face. What does that mean, to seek his face? And in Psalm 24, 6, it's the same word, the same verbiage that is used uh, here in Psalm 24, 6, as it is in the, the scripture that we looked at in 2 Chronicles. And I'm going to just read to you the first six verses of Psalm 24. It says, The earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol. Just what we talked about before humbling ourselves, not putting an idol before him in our life, nor sworn deceitfully, he, that person, shall receive the blessing from the Lord. Seeking his face, we shall receive the blessing from the Lord and his righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation for those who seek him, who seek your face. These people, those who are going after him, shall receive the blessing of the Lord. Who have said, you know what? I'm cleansing my hands. I'm having a pure heart. I'm repenting. So when we seek him, there's actually a piece of repentance in there as well. Of saying, when you're seeking him, he he reveals things in your life that you must turn away from. He reveals the idols in your life that you must say, this has to go down. I have put this in front of him, and it has to take a back seat. This is what it means to seek him. And then we have to turn from our wicked ways. 
Turn from your wicked ways. We must repent of our sins. Our sins, those of the church, those of our country, and turn from them. Repenting means this is a long-term commitment. I'm committing to turn from those sins and move in a completely different direction. And as a church, there are things that we've made, not this church, I'm talking big C, okay? So when I'm talking church, I'm talking big C, I'm not talking Erie Christian Fellowship Church, okay? I'm talking the big C that we have made agreements with as a church. Hosea 6, I'm going to read the first couple verses there. It says, come and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He was stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us, and on the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established in the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. When we turn, from our wicked ways, when we turn from the agreements that we've made into. What happens? When we do this, it says, he hears from heaven, he forgives our sins, and he heals our land. Heals our land. So for me, some things I think we should pray about tonight as a church as we're praying. These are some kind of the things that I've seen, that I see in the church that we need to, and I'm just going to read through them. There's just 10 of them. You can write them down. You can be praying over them tonight. You can pray over them tomorrow. But I think they're important for us as, as, a, as the little C, Erie Christian Fellowship Church, can understand so that we can be in prayer because we want our land healed. So we want these things to be removed from the church. We don't want these around. We don't want this stuff anymore. The first one is, is we'll call it the sin of Sodom which is failure to welcome the stranger and those in need. This is Ezekiel 16.49. Ezekiel 16.49. We don't have those verses up there, but you can write them down if you want. The next one is the sin of religion. The sin of religion. Guys, you, you get it, man. The church has embraced a sin of, an, of religion, and we must say no to it. We must ask for forgiveness. We must turn away from that. And that's worshiping the religion rather than serving God. And that's Micah 6 and 6 through 8. The sin of exclusion, which is failure to care for those in need. Failure to care for those in need. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. And this one grieves me because, you know, especially in Erie, Pennsylvania, I just was talking to somebody yesterday that said within every square mile there's one church. Like the average number of churches, if you just drew like one square mile all around Erie, there'd be a church. What if every one of those churches and every one of those square miles actually reached the community in which they were in? The impact that we could have. But we've, ex- the church, we've excluded people. The next one is the sin of economic injustice and inequality. Uh, Amos 2, verses 6 through 8. The next one is the sin of violence. It's number five is the sin of violence. Using violence to achieve dominance and destroy. And we, the church at large, we've seen that. It's obvious. That's in Matthew 26, 52. The sin of consumerism. 
defining our value through the things that we can own and the wealth that we can control is consumerism. That's in Matthew 6, 19 through 21. The next one I'll call is the sin of posturing, which is bolstering toughness, authority, arrogance, and too often, you, you guys, I, get, I don't have to explain this stuff to you, you guys understand, and you see, you see this stuff that happens. It's in James 4, 11 through 16. The sin of judging, looking down on others that are less than you, Matthew 7, 1 through 5. The sin of control, the desire to lord it over others and maintain total control. It's in Matthew 20, 20 through 28. And the sin of hating our enemy, which is in Matthew 5, 43 through 47. I'll tell you, I'm sure we can come up with 10 more pretty quickly. But as a church, hopefully you wrote some of those down. I I want to spend 15 minutes uh, just praying for us as a church. Uh, Rich or Glenn, I don't know if you guys could then, when we go into that time of prayer, we can turn the lights down, uh, put on some Spotify music in the background. I just want to pray for our nation. I want to pray for our land to be healed. And for in order for our land to be healed, there are things that we need to go pray and ask as a church, as a big C, to say, you know what, we're putting this stuff aside, and love is going to reign. We're putting this stuff aside, and the gospel message, not religion, is going to begin to reign. We're going to put this stuff aside, and fear is not going to reign in our life anymore, but love and compassion is what's going to reign in the church. And I tell you, if the church would do that, if every, if every church-going person would reach one other person for Jesus Christ in the year 2019, imagine what would happen. Just one. Imagine what would happen. Our land would become healed. But they're looking, and they want to see. So if we humble ourselves, if we pray, which we're about to go do, and we seek his face, we turn from our wicked ways, God's promise says he will heal our land. He will heal our land. He will do it for us. His power, not ours. What he's asking us to do is say, hey, humble ourselves. I can't do it. Your power, not mine. So I'm seeking your face. What would you have us do? And I'm turning away from every sin in my own life, in the church's life, in our country, all of it. And we're going to pray for our nation tonight. Because the Bible promises that then he will heal our land. And that's what we want. I mean, a revival is healing of the land, yeah? We've been talking about revival. It is a, it's a move of God and where people's lives are radically transformed and cities change. And there is a massive amount of healing, not just physical, spiritual healing in the land. And that's what we want to pray for tonight. So stand with me. I just want to, I'll open up in prayer. And then we're just going to turn some music on. And I just want to pray for our country. Being 4th of or July 3rd, tomorrow being our country's anniversary. I just want to pray for our country. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. Lord, we come to you for our country. We come to you for our leaders. We come to you as the big C church. And Father, we turn away from these things that we have made agreements with as a big church. We turn away for the failure to welcome strangers. We turn away from the spirit of religion. We turn away from exclusion. We turn away from injustice and inequality. 
We turn away from violence and consumerism. We turn away from posturing and judging. We turn away from control and hating our enemy. And we turn towards you. We humble ourselves. We humble ourselves and we seek your face. And Father, we lift our country up to you. And we say that as a church, we want to rise in love and compassion and care for our brothers and our sisters that are all around us. And Father, when we do that, you promise to heal our land. To heal our land. So tonight as we pray as a congregation, Father, I pray that you would continue to stir up things in our heart that we will intercede for in the Big C Church, that we will begin to intercede for and see those things broken and see a spirit of unity amongst churches here in Erie County and in Pennsylvania in our country, a spirit of unity of churches coming together to affect change in our communities. And Father, when we do this, I truly believe that we will see your revival come to this place. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. So let's just begin to pray. You can turn the music on for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Father, we thank you for the Spirit of the Lord rests upon this nation. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon this nation and freedom will reign in this place. Healing will reign in this place. Jesus Christ the King of kings and the Lord of lords will reign in this place. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father. Lord, we worship you tonight. Father, we humble ourselves before you. We turn away from the things that have prevented your healing of this land, and we say now, yes, now, in Jesus' name. Heal our land. We are turning from the things that are blocking that. We are saying the blessing blockers, as we call them, they are gone now in the name of Jesus. We turn from them and we speak revival now. We speak healing now. We speak salvations now. We speak more and more of you and your Holy Spirit to reign in this land. Father, we lift up our nation to you. We lift up our government to you. We lift up our president to you, Father. May he be led and guided by your Holy Spirit, Father. May he spend his days on his knees worshiping and praying, Father God, for wisdom and for guidance from you. Not from this world, but from you. And Father, we thank you for our government. We thank you for our freedom. And we may all not agree with everything that's said or done, but we will pray for those who are in authority because you've commanded us to do it. So we will pray for them. We pray for them tonight. We lift each and every one of them up, whether it's a state representative, someone in the House, in the Senate, our president, the judges, all of them, Father, we lift them up to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we just ask you to, to heal our land. And Father, we specifically lift up Erie, Pennsylvania to you, where we reside, where we are planted, where you have called us to be. And Father, we just continue to pray revival on this land. We continue to pray for healing for this land. Healing for this land. Father, I pray now that 
gangs are dissolving. That those who are going to get a gun and go do terror and evil will decide no. They won't know why they're saying no, but they, they're going to say no. Holy Spirit, convict them. Holy Spirit, speak to them. Father, we pray for our local government, our local authorities, that they will make laws and rules, Father God, that are in line with your word so that your kingdom come, your will be done. And so, Father, we know that your Bible says no matter what the laws of the land are, we still can call down your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. So we call your will down on Erie, Pennsylvania. Your will for healing. Your will for salvation. Your will for prosperity. Your will for everything that pertains to life and godliness. We call it down now in the name of Jesus. We take a hold of it. And Father, we take authority of the enemy and we say he has to go in Jesus' name. He can no longer reside in Erie, Pennsylvania. He must go. He must flee as we speak the name of Jesus, as we plead the blood of Jesus over this city, over this county, over this church. Father, we speak unity. We speak unity. We speak revival. We speak healing of this land. Father, and thank you for our freedom. Thank you for our independence in you. No matter where we go, no matter where we reside, we have freedom in you. For who the sun sets free is free indeed. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be slaves. No longer to be bound by the yoke of slavery. Thank you for your freedom. So Father, I pray tonight for anyone here who needs freedom in their life, that they will begin to receive it now in Jesus' name. Freedom now. Your word says that who the Son sets free, if they know you as their Lord and Savior, freedom now, I speak it now. Freedom from bondage, freedom from captivity, freedom from condemnation, freedom from a religious spirit. It must go in the name of Jesus tonight, gone. A weight lifted off of them tonight, gone in Jesus' name. Peace and joy shall reign in their hearts. Father, they shall leave here changed, completely changed. Healing and wholeness in their life. And Father, we also pray if anyone has a physical need in their body, your healing power, your healing touch, which is available to us, which is available to us. The same power that rose Christ from the grave that dwells inside of us heals our mortal bodies. And we ask for that healing now in Jesus' name. Into these bodies that are here, that hear my voice. Healing now. If you need healing, just put your hand wherever it is that you need healing for anywhere on your body. If it's your hip, your shoulder, your neck, your arm, whatever. Father, as they lay their hands on that place of pain and discomfort... I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will be manifested and like fire go through their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Your healing power is rising up within them, is taking care of every pain, every ailment, every sickness, every disease, and it has to go in Jesus' name. We thank you for it tonight. We thank you for it tonight. More of you, more of you. 
And Father, as we celebrate tomorrow, the 4th of July, Father, we pray for supernatural safety for us as we enjoy fireworks and firecrackers and sparklers and all that stuff. We pray for your supernatural protection. I pray for wisdom. Lord, wisdom and be Holy Spirit led each and every one of us that we will do only what you call us and ask us to do tomorrow. And Father, when we get together with family and friends, that we will be able to speak our testimony. We will be able to share our testimony. And it's going to change lives tomorrow, July 4th. They will always remember the day that they receive salvation because it will be on the anniversary of our country. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, happy 4th of July. Well, happy 3rd of July. Tomorrow to be 4th of July. Hope to see you on Sunday. And uh, don't forget, next Wednesday night, Craig Van Busick right here. It's going to be awesome. Don't miss it. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.